Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Joining us now, Andy Herman of the PackerReport.com and Packet A Podcast on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Andy, how you doing? Doing great, Bill. Thanks so much for having me on. So let me ask you this. What prompted you to write the article about whether or not to trade Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, great question. So the thing with drafting Jordan Love was that when I was looking at everything, the, the pick itself didn't, you know, necessarily – I didn't take any umbrage with. I didn't. I didn't think it was a bad, you know, pick necessarily. I didn't mind the player. I didn't mind the philosophy. I think you guys had, you know, Ron Wolf on and, and talking to him about always wanting to have a, a quarterback ready to go. I totally understood all of it, but the timing was such an interesting concept to me. And you look at the NFL, and, and different teams have different concepts of what is the best way to build a team. I think the Packers more generally have this philosophy of hey, let's be competitive every year, get in the playoffs, give ourselves a shot, and kind of see what happens from there. There's other franchises who are more of, hey, let's open up a window where we can be incredibly competitive and see what we can do in that window, and then we'll kind of go through a little bit of a rebuild and then try to open up another window, kind of almost a a money ball thing that you see in baseball quite a bit, um, even in basketball nowadays as well. But you're seeing more NFL teams try to adopt that as well. So I was kind of looking at this from the idea of, when could that window potentially open? Because we know and it's been discussed ad nauseum that with, you know, selecting Jordan Love while Aaron Rodgers is here, that certainly does nothing to help your window with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, maybe he could come in as a backup and win a couple games while Rodgers was out. But for the most part, that does not help the Aaron Rodgers window. We also know that by keeping Aaron Rodgers along while Jordan Love is in, uh, you know, potentially those really cheap contract years where maybe he's a good quarterback, if you're still paying Aaron Rodgers a ton of money during that time, that doesn't help your Jordan Love window either. So I really tried to go about it as trying to find a way of when could this possibly make sense and not necessarily advocating for it, but looking at where you could find that window. And that's kind of how it, the, the article came about. The The way I see it is this, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, the deterrent to keep Aaron Rodgers around is money. I mean, that's it. If you can find somebody to actually take the salary, now you're still going to expedite whatever it is, you know, signing bonus-wise that you would end up owing. But basically, if you can get rid of the salary, if both quarterbacks are equal, 
then obviously you want to go with the guy that's the, to the cheaper side of the, the, the ledger. Um, but the one thing that would probably propel the Packers is to say, you know what, we can get out from underneath this. We can actually put some more money back into our defense or additional weaponry, and we can go with the younger guy. That's if the guy is good. The big thing that I keep keep kind of preaching is we can compare all the numbers, but until Jordan Love starts taking snaps in the NFL, it's it's kind of a moot point, right? Yeah, and that was, you know, I put three conditions upon this potentially happening. Um, and obviously the number one is the most obvious. And, and as you mentioned that, you know, Jordan Love shows that he can actually be a good quarterback in the NFL. And he has to somewhat show that he has it from kind of day one. You know, TJ Lane, you know, tweeted about a week ago, and probably not necessarily in regards to quarterback specifically, but, you know, he said that he had a feeling from practice one that somebody was going to be able to make it and kind of be successful in the NFL. Now, we can debate, you know, TJ Lane's, you know, personnel evaluations, but, you know, that was his kind of gut feeling. And I think if you kind of look around the NFL, for good or bad, I think teams have really been able to tell more recently if they've got their guy in year one. You know, you look at Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott, those are great examples of that. Of course, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, the Ravens knew with Lamar Jackson by the end of year one that they wanted to go kind of all in with him in year two. You want to go further back, you could go Ben Roethlisberger, even more recently with Baker Mayfield, Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, Josh Allen, Derek Carr. The list kind of goes on and on. These teams knew by the end of year one, if they were going to make an investment in that quarterback, in some cases, even if they didn't play significantly in year one. So I think this idea that potentially the, the Packers may not know with Jordan Love, I don't necessarily know that that's true. I think they're going to have a really good inkling if Jordan Love gets it, if 2018 Jordan Love, where he was throwing touchdowns all over the place and taking great care of the football, if that's the real Jordan Love and that's the one that shows up uh, to Green Bay ready to go and, and he impresses from day one, then I think you could you know open up this conversation and, and again, potentially open up that window for Jordan Love. Um, at what point, let's just say Jordan Love does get an opportunity and he plays well in the preseason, but we really don't see too much of him in the regular season. Um, I mean, obviously in practice they're going to have evaluations as to how quick he gets it and all that kind of you know stuff. But uh, at, at what point do you feel the Packers then make a decision in reality? Yeah, I think in reality 2022 makes sense. The, the precipice with being 2021 and, and the, the, the meat and potatoes of it is that by trading Aaron Rodgers in early 2021, you don't take on any uh, – you actually save salary in 2021. So I think there's this idea that in 2021, by, by trading Aaron Rodgers away, you're going to take this massive cap hit, which is true – but in that it's going to you know, tank the Packers because they're not going to be able to afford it. The first part's true. They're going to take a $31 million cap hit by trading him next year, but they actually save money in cap room in that same season. And what that really does is it means you don't pay a dime to Aaron Rodgers in 2022 or 2023, and that's when you would be paying Jordan Love only $3 million the first in 2023 and $4 million in 2024. And I think kind of going back to your, your comment before of, you know, well, if they're you know, equal players, of course you want the player that's making $3 million instead of $30 million. But I think that the, kind of the question here is how, how close do they have to be? You know, if, if 24-year-old Jordan Love is really good and making $3 million, is it better than, you know, 38-year-old Aaron Rodgers, who's maybe great, 
in making 30 to 34 million. And I think that's where the kind of, you know, the kind of the conversation goes into effect. And, and I think kind of to just go off of that, if you're, if you're talking about, you know, the difference between the two, you know, if you're able to surround Jordan Love with a ton of, you know, potential free agents, you're able to keep all your guys next year, including, you know, Kevin King, if you want to, Corey Lindsley, if you want to, of course, Bakhtiari and Clark, maybe Aaron Jones, you want to be able to keep those guys and then stack talent on top of that potentially get trade value back for Aaron Rodgers, which if you look at it, 2021 is the year that you're going to get the most in return for him. He's going to make less than $25 million per year, which is less than uh, Tom Brady got in free agency with the Buccaneers. All of Tom Brady's contract was guaranteed, all $50 million of it. Only $6 million of that deal in the trade would be guaranteed for Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, absolutely nothing that a team would be concerned with. And you're getting Aaron Rodgers at age 38, or 37, 38, and 39 for the team that would be trading for him. And you've got to think that there would be a premium that would be paid for, it, you know, an Aaron Rodgers kind of at a high level with that type of contract. So when you kind of add everything together, that was kind of where I went with seeing, you know, how the Packers front office could potentially see it from a value standpoint. But, you know, I'm kind of with everyone else. I think 2022, maybe even 2023 makes more sense. But the goal of the article was kind of to look at it from an idea of when could this happen and maybe it could come sooner rather than later. Talking with Andy Herman of PackerReport.com, Packaday Podcast as well. Now, the, the big question coming into this season, we have not really heard an official statement, we'll say, from Aaron Rodgers. And I think the longer he lets it go, the worse it's, it's going to be just because of the conjecture and speculation. But how big of a distraction, if indeed we have a season, does this become in your opinion? You know, I think the first question is, is you know, what type of access uh, does the media have? And if the, you know, the media is in the locker room and asking a ton of questions of not only Jordan Love, but Aaron Rodgers, but of other players, you know, and, and that kind of becomes a distraction, not only from, a, you know, not necessarily from a local standpoint, but, you know, more of it, you know, even from a national standpoint, it's certainly been a national news topic almost every, you know, week, if not every day, a week ago uh, about Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love and things like that. So I think that could potentially become distracting. We saw a lot of that when the Packers did trade Brett Favre. I think it, you know, underratedly goes, uh, you know, really into, it shows what they, you know, had happened when they went 6-10 and 10 that season following when they, they traded Brett Favre. I think there was just so much distractions in that season, you know, throughout the offseason that I think it really affected them. You know, could something like that happen, you know, this season? Maybe, but I just think that, you know, Jordan and, and Aaron are going to handle it quite a bit differently. I think Aaron's going to handle it like a professional. I don't see it being a major issue this year. You know, maybe when the, the Rodgers trade happens, that, that kind of amps up if, if and when it does happen. But I think for this season, they're going to be able to coexist together and it ends up not being too much of an issue. Before I let you go, uh, I want to ask you as well. So at what point do you foresee or think that we're actually going to see a training camp? I mean, because the way it sounds right now is like most things aren't going to get underway till at least August. Do we have a training camp in July? Yeah, that's. I mean, it's such a difficult decision, and I'm certainly not medically, uh, you know, or scientifically, you know, qualified to answer that question. But um, you know, you would think that the NFL is going to try to be aggressive with this as possible. That's their business model. You know, they're in this to, to make money, make profit. And I think they're going to try to keep everything as status quo as they can, which they've kind of showed so far with, you know, keeping the offseason on time, keeping the draft when it was. And, you know, this is obviously different where it causes more people to be together in, in potentially tight spaces. Um, but I do think, you know, you look at 
companies, you know, like the WWE and AEW that are continuing to find ways to put on a weekly show. You know, there have been companies that have found ways to do it, and I think if I think they're going to be able to take, um, you know, the playbook from some of these other companies and potentially from the NBA and Major League Baseball potentially opening sooner than they would have to, I think they're really going to be able to take from that playbook and kind of use it to their advantage. Always great to talk, Andy. Appreciate it. Uh, it's over at PackersReport.com, also the Packer Day podcast. They can hear your stuff. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes to share with us, okay? Appreciate it, Bill. Have a good one. Appreciate it, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. Andy Herman of the Pack-A-Day podcast. Uh, you can also hear him or read his stuff at PackersReport.com and see the article that we're referencing. We're going to talk more about it when we come back. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them. 844 Pride to go to SchneiderJobs.com. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit Cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.